One last time. One last time, baby. We got to talk about it one last time. One last game recap for 2022. The Detroit Tigers lose their series finale to the Seattle Mariners. For the last time in 2022, let's talk about it. Today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers. Your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, October 6th, 2022. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers. Got a hair in my mouth. Goodness. Your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Well, we're here. We're here. Um, the Detroit Tigers season has officially ended. They end with a record of 66 and 96. That is, as I told you, I was going to tweet it. And thank you. You guys are the best, man. Nobody stole my tweet. I said, hey, nobody steal this tweet. Nobody did. Look at that. Um, that is the second best record they've had since 2016. 96 losses is the second best record this team has had since 2016. That's unbelievable. I'm that's I can't even put into words how infuriating, disappointing, sad that stat is. Um, we do have a lot to talk about. This game recap's not going to be super long. Like maybe the first segment, we'll talk about like the actual game and like what happened and whatnot, like a normal game recap. And then the second segment, we're going to talk about Matt Shepard and the stuff that he said after the game. Because I think that that really hit close to home to a lot of people. And I think a lot of people should have gained a ton of respect for Matt Shepard after what he said after the game yesterday. And then in the final segment, we will talk. We'll probably still be talking a little bit about the Detroit Tigers and then everything. And then we're going to end the show on talking about this show and myself and just what this season has been for this show and what it's meant. So, um, yeah, get a little get a little sappy at the end here. But. We're at the beginning. We're going to talk about this game. Four to five loss to the Seattle Mariners in the final game of the regular season. Uh, goodness. This is, again, a one-segment thing. It's really anticlimactic, like, final game review, I guess. But what are we going to do? Like, I, again, we, we've had a show after every single game for, you know, since April. We, we know where we stand on all these dudes. We've made it very vocal. We've talked about it. We've had an open discussion. You and I, we know. All right. We know where we stand with these dudes. Akil Badu, again, like going back to yesterday's show, it's a bat speed thing. And not, okay, that was like the totally wrong way to word that. He has good bat speed. He has great bat speed. But the bat, the bat path is garbo at the moment. It This season, it has not been good. And you see when he gets a hit or he drives a baseball, you go, oh, my goodness, that the bat speed is beautiful. And that looked like a really, really fluent, pretty swing. And that's what we saw so much last year and why he was so successful. And then this year, the, the shape of the, of the bat path and the swing itself just completely went down the drain. And But the speed is still there. And that's an intangible thing. And he's still so young. What is he, 23? Like, he's still so young. 
So I, I, I think that Akil Badu will be around next year, and I think that there's still some development that they think that they can uh, continue to make him grow as a player. Um, I, I think Badu will be on the 40-man next year for sure. Now, whether you're rolling in on opening day with him starting, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, I think that it's uh, he'll be on the 40-man next season. Javi, one for three with an RBI. We know where we stand on Javi. Good second half, yada, yada, leads the league in errors. Um, I think, as I've said a million times, if he was the fourth best player on this team, I think he'd be loved, and I think people would find his value a lot easier to, like, see. Uh, Riley Green, batted third in this one. I thought that that was kind of cool. Thought it was kind of cool for him to bat third. Uh, maybe just like, a, hey, you've bat lead, you you've been the leadoff hitter for pretty much the entire season. Let's give you a look and see if maybe putting a few batters ahead of you, you get better looks, maybe some better at bats. Uh, now, uh, Javi Baez doesn't take pitches, so like I don't know how much good that does. But um, that Cuba dude didn't really this year either, I guess. So I don't know. But final game, just trying stuff. Why not? Riley Green goes uh, two for four with an RBI. And again, the biggest thing has been and will continue to be like the biggest thing I'm looking for to Riley Green next season is elevate the dang baseball. That's what we need. We need you to elevate the baseball. We need you to, to drive it. You've been hitting it hard, but you've been hitting it hard straight in the dirt. Drive the baseball, get under it, hit line drives to the outfield, get in the gaps, get, get over the fence. Loft, bad angle. It's important. Launch angle, not bad angle. Uh, Spencer Torkelson, over in this one with a walk. I thought the walk was a really good at bat. And the, ending the season on a high note, right? I mean, I know in this game, whatever, he went over technically, but like got on base. And really the biggest thing was two days ago, as you're listening to this, that's, I mean, that's, that's a really great way to end a really probably disappointing is the right word season. And I, I don't think he would tell you otherwise. I think that, that he views it as disappointing as well, but there's still, we, we have a lot of discussion with Spencer Torkelson. We'll do that for a game breakdown, game breakdown, player breakdown. We're going to do a lot of player breakdowns, one on pretty much every single player on this team during the playoffs and stuff when the Tigers aren't doing anything. So we'll get to kind of a, a big thing on that, but yeah, Eric Haas with a hit. Uh, he'll be around. It's just a matter of, I don't think you roll into camp next year with like, hey, Eric Haas is our starting catcher. I don't think you do that, but we'll see. Jamer, two for four. Uh, I don't think he's really changing anybody's opinion. That in game 162 with a couple of hits. John in the scope, 0 for four. Don't think even if he went four for four with four homers that that really would have changed too many opinions on him. Brennan Davis with a hit and two runs and a walk. Like, good for him. Good day at the office. Uh, not really sure the future is with this organization, but uh, I mean, he'll, he'll get some minor league contract. He'll get some work like at one point, a decently regarded prospect with the angels. So we'll see where he goes from here. Uh, Ryan Kreidler offer. There was a little bit of a discourse today. There's like one tigers media figure. We'll call him that loves Ryan Kreidler and like didn't even want us to sign a shortstop last year and just wanted to throw Kreidler out there because he had a fantastic he raked last season right like in the minors he, he was fantastic objectively and then this year he broke his hand and, and really never uh, popped offensively this year really never got into a groove never found a groove um, I'm gonna put this to rest right now there is no chance on October 6th 2022 I'll plant my flag 
there is literally no chance that Ryan Kreidler is the starting shortstop on this team next going into camp next year. Unless something has gone catastrophically wrong, either in the offseason or like you brought someone in and then they get hurt right away or like what? There is no way that like on purpose, like the plan heading into spring training is like, yeah, Baez moving over to second and Ryan Kreidler's at short. And I'm not trying to just like slam the dude and say he's not good enough. He could turn into that one day, but he has shown nothing offensively yet at the major league level to lead you to believe that he can be a starting shortstop on a decent baseball team for an 162 game span. He's a great defender objectively. Yes. I love the glove. He's really nice with it. I think he can be a really plus defender, but he's got like a 483 OPS in the majors right now. And again, even in the minors this year was not hitting nearly as well as he was last season. So he's going to have to reprove the offensive side of his game before anybody should be penciling him, him in as an everyday starter at any position on opening day next year utility like super utility guy that plays like 120 or 140 games that might be in the question um but i i he'll be on the 40 man but i i just want to put those like he's not going to be the opening day shortstop like he's not uh pitching wise miguel diaz came out of the pen i thought he looked good not sure he's really longed for this 40 man either but like good way to end on a high note maybe get a minor league deal somewhere jose cisnero very roller coaster of a season, very roller coaster outing, even though it was 15 pitches. Gregory Soto, I think Evan Woodbury tweeted, he's like one of the only pitchers in the modern era to have 30 saves, but also over 10 losses. That, like, that's unbelievable. What a stat. Gee whiz. So he blows this game, obviously. That's why the Tigers lose. Um, I mean, they were tied. It wasn't like he blew a lead, but like he was on the mound and he gave up the, the gave up a walk-off um, for the second game in a row. I become more and more convinced every day that Gregory Soto is probably not long for this team next year. And if he is, it's because they bring in coaches that they genuinely with full confidence believe can get him to fix his command. This Gregory Soto, I don't think is on the team next year. It's either they figured out how to whatever coach him better and, and figured out ways to fix his command problems, or he's not on the roster. I don't think this version of Greg is, is going to be on the team next year. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Tyler Alexander started this game. Uh, you know, I, I if I had to put like a, a number on likelihood of Tyler Alexander – Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. For all of my player breakdown episodes, maybe I'll do at the beginning of the episode, player grade, like letter grade on the season. And then end of the episode, number zero to 10, likelihood that they're on the team next year. I kind of like that. I think I'm going to do that. You like that? I like that. You like that, Kirk Cousins? Um, I put, not to spoil my own content, I guess, but I would. I think he's like right at a five for me. Like I, I could really see them keeping him around and continuing this kind of long relief spot start, like pitching depth thing that they need. Or I could see them like just non-tendering him and just, you know, best of luck. I could go either way with him. And I'm like that. I feel like that with a lot of people on this team currently. So there you go. That's the game. Only one segment. We're not going to talk about it too much. We got a lot more stuff to talk about. Um, but yeah, there you go. Game 162.
Tiger season is over. 66 and 96. Not great. All right, we're going to talk about some comments Matt Shepard made right after I tell you all about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games, events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.net right now or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. What is up, everybody? Welcome back. Segment two of Locked on Tigers. Thank you all. Thank you. I'm going to give a proper thank you at the end of the show here to all of you because you've been unreal this year for uh, for this show and everything. We're going to start for now, though, with talking about some comments that Matt Shepard made. Okay. Matt Shepard after the game. Now, what we're not going to do is talk about how good or not Matt Shepard is at his job. That's not what's about to happen. I'm not here. We're not going down that rabbit hole. We're not discussing is whatever. Uh, we're not, I'm not even entertaining that. But objectively, he gets a lot of heat, right? He gets a lot of heat from this fan base. Justified or not, that's your own opinion. He catches a lot of heat. And I think that no matter where you fall on the Matt Shepard scale, we'll call it, he should have earned some respect out of a lot of people after game 162. They were doing a segment after the game where they talked about expectations for 2023. And they started with Dan Petrie. And he said, you know what? Kind of like what what a lot of people have said. He he said, you know, uh, I don't think that we should really – be expecting rebuild 2.0. I don't think that we should really hit the reset button and head into another long rebuild, but I also don't think it's really fair to just look and go, Oh, we should definitely make the playoffs immediately. Like next season. I think that they should, you know, Scott Harris is going to go in and they're going to try to get better and we'll see where the results take us. And we'll try to take a step in the right direction. But I don't think either extreme of either like definite contention or, you know, bottoming out again should really be expected. And Matt Shepard looked at him and said, Dan Petrie, I love you, but you're wrong. And um, looked in the camera and went on a whole 60-second dialogue where he pretty much just said, this is one of the more storied franchises. This is a proud franchise. This is an, a, one of the original American League franchises. And you have four rings and your most recent one was almost 40 years ago. We are two years away from the 40-year anniversary of the most recent Detroit Tiger ring. 40. 40. And he said that's unacceptable. That's verbatim, that word, unacceptable. Really want to drive that home. Love that. And he said that the bar, basically, and a lot of this is, again, paraphrasing, but he basically said the bar is just on the floor with expectations for this team. 
the Dodgers, and he started bringing up other teams, right? He's like, the Dodgers have won the division like 10 of the last 11 years, and the Braves have won the division five years in a row. And and um, what other team did he bring up? The Cardinals, that was the other team, that have won 11 rings. Like, And yet here, like the expectations just aren't that. They just aren't consistent, maintained success. That's not what the fans expect because they've never seen it, and that's not what the organization demands or expects. And he said, that's like the problem, right? And, and then he went on a, on, on a, one of the quotes that he said really, I think is spot on. And it's something that I've been trying to drive home more in the second half of the season. Once I kind of realized like, this is going to be really rough. Um, he said, we're at a point now where the expectations are, are so like tame, basically that this team leads you to believe almost that I don't want to say leads you to believe. I, I don't remember his exact wording either, but it was basically like the, the fans look at players on the tigers and are like, wow, good players. We see them as great because the expectations are lower. And what we're comparing them to is lesser than the good competitive teams. And we see great players and we view them as like all-time icons and legends. And that's just wrong. We we now, we've been at the bottom and, and we've been failing expectations and we've been losing for so long that this fan base, and it's not the fan base's fault. I'm not calling out and pointing fingers. Like everyone is, is a victim to it just because of circumstance. We're literally at a point where we have to look at some dudes and be like, oh, like maybe they'll turn into someone. No, 29 other teams look at, at some of these dudes and go, no, not a major league baseball player. Next, you are lying to yourself if you don't think like 80% of the Detroit Tigers 40 man is not even considered to be on the 40 man of like the Los Angeles Dodgers or like the New York Yankees or the New York Mets. Like, that's just that's just what's happened. That's objectively true. I could not agree with him more. That is a, a, a factual statement. I mean, heck, we, we could, what, two years ago? I got into like the infamous big fight about Victor Reyes and his role on this team going forward. Victor Reyes should not be a hot topic should not be a debated player within a fan base. Willie Castro, same thing. But no, we're, we're in a point now where we have to have these conversations and, and we have to, to, to debate how good are the good players on a terrible team. And that's, that's so sad that, that some of our, our like views and opinions have been so warped just because of circumstance of the product we've been watching. And that's why I, I, I've been so vocal and open, and so many people have. I'm not trying to get on a, on a like high horse here. A lot of people and a lot of y'all are with me and like looking around and going, 20 of the 40 man could get chopped, and I don't think anyone's losing sleep. 25, dare I say? You could flip half of this 40 man today and 
what? You'd lose like a war, like one win. <laughs> it, it's it's ins- that's obviously very dramatic, but like it's 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 just insane. And I, I think he's so right. I think he's so right. And, and people will ask me all the time. And I love talking ball. And like, there are no bad questions, like truly. And everyone's a, a fan in, in their own regard. And everybody, you know, knows everything's a spectrum and everybody's knowledge of the game and the Tigers is at a different level and all that. There, there is, there, this is very much a safe space for any and all baseball questions and talk always. But it's just like, this is a thought that I have when people ask me questions about like, oh, like, hey man, what do you think about the future of like player X? And I'm like, uh, like there is no future. I don't know what you mean. Like that, that dude's like off the team in three weeks. It's like, oh no, I don't know. Like, I think maybe there's some development there. I think maybe they could take them to like this next level. I, I think that maybe there, there's something there. It's like, no, like... If this dude was on the Dodgers, he wouldn't have even ever bet on the Dodgers. Like it never would have even happened. It, it's it, it he's he's spot on. Matt Shepard was just spot on, and I, I I I gained a ton of respect for him. Not that I ever disrespected him as a human being, but I, I gained a ton of respect for him. I, I don't know what this means for his future. I don't know if this is, uh, you know, if he was like just getting his before he dips, or, or if he's got a he could have a ten year contract for all I know. I don't know what his future is. I, I genuinely don't know, uh, for for his future in in the Tigers broadcast booth. That is, but. I'll be darned if that didn't fire me up a little bit. Big ups, Matt Shepard, whether you like it or not. Big ups. For real. Respect. Okay. We'll talk a little bit about the Tigers. We're going to talk about this show and just the end of the season and uh, kind of put a, a final curtain call, well, closing of the curtain on the 2022 season. We'll do that right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. Third and final segment here of Locked On Tigers. Um, thank you. That's kind of what this is going to be. Just a big thank you. Um, this season has been a disaster, right? On the field. The Detroit Tigers season has been a disaster. Um this show has not. And I'm saying that as far as the show's success and the numbers that we've had this year and the growth that we've had this year and all that has, has objectively not. And that's unbelievable. Um, it means the world to me. I, I, I don't foresee myself getting through this without getting a, a little emotional probably, but um, I, I really will never be able to put into words and, and you'll, I'm not sure anyone will fully understand what this whole thing means to me and, and just the ability to do this. And it's not about it's not about a of whatever a follower count or, or or a viewership number. The fact of the matter is, if I could go back in time and I could look at twelve year old me, 
and I could say it gets better and not only that, but the only thing in this planet that's getting you through all the stuff that you're going through right now, which is the Detroit Tigers. And the only thing positively that you are thinking about most of the day, the only positive thoughts you really have are about thinking about this team. And you're not doing your homework, which is dumb, and you probably should. But you're not doing your homework, and you're struggling in school because instead of the homework and instead of studying, you are making videos about and writing about the Detroit Tigers. It's going to be a long road, my brother. And there's going to be a lot of ups, and you're going to probably go down even further down than you are right now at 12 or 13. But someday, you're going to get paid to talk about the Detroit Tigers every single day. And you're going to have a community that wants to talk about the Detroit Tigers with you every single day day yeah that's unbelievable so I, I don't care uh, I, I never have been in this for for anything other than that I want to make people happy and I want to talk ball and that's it. That's all I've ever wanted. Is for people that I interact with to leave the interaction thinking, I liked that. <laughs> that made my day better. And maybe I learned something. Or maybe I didn't. Maybe this dude's stupid. But made my day better and I got to talk about ball for a little bit it's always been my escape and 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 someday I I really do want to and and you know someday you'll know the the full maybe the full story and, and the full road of how I got here and everything and 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 whatnot but at the end of the day I shouldn't really be here and this show is is unbelievable and the support that you guys have given me and the fact that you allow me to do this and you allow this to happen i will never ever be able to thank you enough for that and i just i want to have this conversation now because it's the end of the season it's a good kind of a benchmark we're heading into the off season this is was my first full season technically right last year uh, Chris left after the Turnbull no hitter and, uh, which was in May. And I took over, I, whenever Matt Manning's debut was, that was my first episode. It was like an hour long. I went way over time and got yelled at and, and I had no clue what I was doing. Um, and then my first off season, there was a three month lockout. It's just, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a road, right? But we're here and we, we got a fur, a full season under our belt. And now we have a real off season ahead of us. 
Uh, it's going to be really fun. And I'm really excited about the, the stuff that we can talk about and the new heights that we can reach and the new stuff that we can accomplish. And that's why I, I always try and use the word we. We talk about stuff. I want this to be just us talking ball, man. Just, just, talk, just conversing. Just talking about baseball. Because there's nothing better than just talking shop. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I just I, – I will never – I don't think even with telling you the full story of everything and how I got here, I would really ever be able to make anyone understand how thankful I am and appreciative I am of your support throughout this season because our numbers have not wavered. And that makes me emotional like all the time, <laughs> like often, like almost daily. <laughs> this team went down the toilet. This is a catastrophic objective failure of a season and our numbers did not even flutter they did not waver at points they grew that's insane that a the Detroit Tigers should be very thankful for a passionate fan base that wants to hear about a train wreck every single day um but I should be too and I am I I it's unreal. I'm a, I, I, I speechless, I guess. There you go. <laughs> I'm a college dropout that has had a, a lot of, of, I don't know, confusion. And, and I talk about, I'm, I'm relatively open about my journey with therapy and, and there's been a lot of stuff, um, I was very confused for a long time and never thought that this was a career. I thought that this was a hobby. I thought that this was something that I could just do on the side or like I'd always just write and talk about baseball, but like I'd have to find something else and nothing ever came close to me in my brain. This is just always what I've wanted to do. I sucked at school because I was making videos about the Tigers and writing about Tigers. I started a blog when I was 12 years old in middle school. I started my own website that eventually paid for itself right after high school when I first started college before I dropped out. I dropped out because of that website and I wanted to pursue it. And now here we are. And I'm, I'm writing about sports for the Detroit freaking news, which I never would have thought in a million years would be a thing for a, a college dropout to be a sports journalist for like an actual real publication. But I've always been a good writer when it's about sports. And here we are. So I I say all this again just to say thank you because I, I never thought that this was a possibility. And I hope, so much I hope, that the joy and the happiness that all of you provide me on a daily basis by just supporting this content that I can even a fraction or a sliver can provide back to you on a daily basis. We all got stuff, man. We, we all got stuff on your way to work in the morning, whatever, blue collar, white collar, you're, you're 
waking up early or waking up late. You're coming home early or coming home late. You're working with your, your hands. You're, you're where I come like, man, like there, there's everybody's got stuff. And if I can just provide 30 minutes, I actually, I never, I, I, <laughs> I'm never done in 30. Let's be honest. I love to talk. <laughs> But if, if, if I can just take 35 minutes out of your day and just make you happy to be hearing about ball, even if it's horrible ball, then that's all I want. And so as we head into this offseason, we had a lot of fun stuff. Like I said, um, well, I, that might have been just terrible radio. I don't even know. I was just rambling. I was like really just like trying not to cry. Like that that could have been just terrible radio for the last 12 minutes. And if it was, I'm really sorry. We're going to spend the next like four months talking about only baseball. You won't have to me, hear me talk about, uh, you know, this show or my life anymore. But um, I, I just think it's it's in I don't ever want anyone to think that I take any of this for granted or that I don't appreciate you all more than you will ever know. Every single one of you individually, for real. The fact that that anybody chooses voluntarily to make me a part of your day is is something that that I will never take for granted. So thank you so much for letting me be a part of your life, letting me be a part of your day, even if it is for only 30, 30 to 35 minutes a day. I I will never be able to repay that to you. So thank you so much. Um, thank you, for real. So, so much. Uh, as we head into the off season, before I got sidetracked there, I was trying to say, we're going to do player breakdowns, a lot of player breakdowns. I think we're going to do a mailbag for Monday's show so that I can give everybody the whole weekend to just ask a boatload of questions. And like, maybe we even do like two mailbags if we have a lot, right? Like, cause I, I'm not going to keep it under 30 minutes cause I never do, but like, I, I can't be going for like an hour and a half either. All right. So like maybe, maybe we, we even do a couple if we get a ton of questions. Um, so don't put them in reply. If you're on YouTube, don't put the questions in this episode. Put them in Friday's, tomorrow's episode, and then we'll answer them on Monday. I'll also tweet out like a mailbag tweet, and you can ask all the questions. You can DM me questions, whatever. we got plenty of time, but I think I'm going to give people the whole weekend uh, just so that we, we can get the most questions that everybody can see the tweet or whatever. I don't want anyone to miss it. So we'll do that. Uh, for tomorrow's show, I don't know. I have no clue. Total season recap, letter grade on the season. Maybe that's how we start off. Like we're about to do a bunch of player reviews. Like after the mailbag, we are immediately starting player reviews, deep dive on player recaps for this season. Um, and like looking ahead and everything, just player analysis, deep dive on, on player breakdowns starts right after the mailbags are done next week. So maybe we start with like team. We don't have to go into the individual players necessarily, but just like team stats, what the team sucked at, what which was a lot, what the team was maybe good at, organizational kind of overhaul, maybe just like a complete like re overall deep dive recap on the team, maybe letter grade, everything. Maybe we do that. 
Maybe we do that tomorrow. Mailbag Monday slash tentatively Tuesday, depending on how many questions we get. And then player breakdowns, boom, right after. Uh, postseason's here. Going to be a blast. I miss when the Tigers were in it. But a blast nonetheless. A lot of really fun matchups. Can't wait to watch playoff baseball. My favorite thing uh, in the world. Um, I think that's it. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown MLB podcast. Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team. The biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah. Thank you all. I've said it a million times. The, the, I'm, I'm sorry that like straight up 12 minutes of this episode was just me saying thank you a lot. But I, I truly will never be able to say it enough times. Um, yeah, I, I crazy, crazy that we're here. Appreciate y'all, and and I hope you know that I, I, I do not take it for granted. I work my my tail off for this product and for this show. And to get where I am now, I did, and I will continue to do so because uh, I never want to take it for granted or lose this community that we've created because I love all y'all. Okay. Okay. Enough of that. Going to therapy's dope, though. Don't you forget it. Actually, I'm pretty sure I'm wearing my going to therapy's dope t-shirt. Oh, you can't see it. Oh, you kind of can. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. Whoops. Okay. We're going to let it ride. Peace and love. (laughs) Going to therapy's dope. Thank you all so much. That is a wrap on the 2022 Detroit Tiger season. Better days ahead. Let's talk about it. Go Tigers, baby.